Welcome back to Never Found, Never Forgotten. I'm Melanie. And I'm Kayla. This week we're exploring the disappearance of 19-year-old Logan Schendelman. Logan went missing on May 19th, 2016 near Tumwater, Washington. Logan graduated from Tumwater High School in 2014, where he was a star football player. By accounts from family and friends, Logan excelled in school, maintained good grades, and was very likable. Logan was mixed race. His mother was biracial and his father was from Saudi Arabia. At a party before Logan graduated high school, there were some racial comments made. Logan began distancing himself from his friends. He had plans to attend college close to home and room with one of his friends, but after this incident, he applied to Washington State University. While at Washington State University, Logan continued to distance himself from his high school friends, not responding to their text messages or messages on other social media. But he struggled with college and only completed one year. However, when he came home for the summer at the end of his freshman year, he decided he wasn't going to go back. He was having a hard time adjusting to life at college. He hadn't really made any friends, and the school was 300 miles from his home. It was also reported that he couldn't go back because of poor grades. Yeah, um, the disappeared episode that I watched on this case said that um, he was really upset about these comments that people made at this party, and like he was really hurt by that. Like, and he thought that <laughs> he, you know, he was like, "I thought these people were my friends, and if they're my friends, why would they make comments like that?" And so he suddenly decided to go to this college that was far away. And um, one article I had read made it sound like he just decided not to go back. But then the disappeared episode made it seem like his grades were so poor he couldn't come back. So. Interesting. I don't know what you guys. I can kind of relate with the, like, hard college year, like. Yeah, that My first freshman year, is, year, it's kind of brutal. Living away from home, not knowing anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I had Tom there with me, which was right. It's a big adjustment for yeah for a lot of people. A lot of people don't even do it like me. <laughs> I went to college, didn't move there. So he moved back home with his grandmother, Ginny, who had raised him and his half-sister, Chloe. The family situation was that his mom, Hannah, still lived nearby in Olympia, Washington, so they saw her regularly. But when Chloe and Logan were small, Hannah wanted to go to art school. At that time, she signed over guardianship to her mother, Ginny. Logan worked multiple jobs, including working on his great-aunt Mary's farm. She described him as being quiet and sensitive and that he had become more withdrawn after he had left for college. His grandma reported that he had been smoking a lot of marijuana before his disappearance. She also said that there was some tension at home because Logan didn't get along with his sister's boyfriend, who had also moved into the home. 
Chloe's boyfriend, Jake, and Jake's two children had moved into the home, and Logan felt like Jake was trouble. He had some previous run-ins with the law for incidents that included domestic violence and assault. However, after Logan disappeared, police questioned the boyfriend, and he passed a polygraph. So when I was researching this um, case, um, I always usually start with the Charlie Project Mm -hmm. um, to get sort of an outline of the timeline of events or whatever, and then I look for other news articles. What was interesting is that the news articles didn't mention this boyfriend at all. This Jake and this this relationship he had with Jake. Um, it was only when I watched the Disappeared episode that mm. I heard about it. So I definitely liked watching the Disappeared episode so that it kind of filled in some of those blanks. Right. And I trust their investigation more than my own. <laughs> you know, like... They have the resources and uh, paid staff to really dive into the case. Where Right. So, interesting point. Like, he was... Watch the Disappeared episode. <laughs> watch the Disappeared episode. <laughs> On the morning of May 19th, he spoke with his grandma. He, she said that he seemed nervous and did tell her that he had had an epiphany about himself and that he needed to work through it. She told him that they would talk about it later that evening, um, and she had to go to work, but that was the last she heard from Logan. The next day, worried that she hadn't heard from him, Ginny pinged his phone. It pinged near Olympia, Washington, which was where his mother's family lived. She assumed he was with his mom, so she didn't worry. On May 22nd, a family member was talking to Logan's mother, and she said she hadn't seen Logan in over a week. This is when they realized that something was wrong. Jenny went to the Thurston County Sheriff's Office, but it wasn't staffed, and they would have to return the following day. The next day, May 23rd, a missing persons report was filed with the police. When Logan's license plate was run through the database, it was discovered that his car had been impounded after being abandoned on... Interstate 5. The car was identified as belonging to Logan. It was a black 1996 Chrysler Sebring. His wallet, ID, debit card, $25 in cash, cell phone, keys, and a water bottle were all inside. A witness reported seeing Logan and two white males on the shoulder of Interstate 5 near exit 95. They were outside the vehicle. The witness said that the car was still on the shoulder of the highway on her way home from work that afternoon, but the hood was up. She described the men that Logan was with to police. One of the individuals was described as being about six foot tall, very thin, with thin blonde hair cut in a bowl cut. He was wearing clothing that looked too small for him. The other man was described as having blonde shoulder-length hair. On May 20th, three drivers on Interstate 5 had called 911 to report a car drifting between lanes between Tumwater and Maytown. There didn't appear to be anyone driving the car, and the vehicle crossed three lanes of traffic before hitting a concrete barrier and coming to a stop. This is why I'm terrified to drive. Yeah. (laughs) It's not my driving skills, it's everybody else on the road. Um... The caller reported seeing the driver exit out of the passenger side of the car and run into the woods off the highway. However, police questioned this sighting because the caller described the driver as a tall, white, thin male. This doesn't match Logan's description. Also, police say that there were bags containing food sitting undisturbed on the passenger seat. So if a person were to crawl from the driver's side 
into the passenger side to exit the car, the bags would have been disturbed. A two-mile radius... And was this car smashed in the front? Uh, I didn't when they really found say. Because if it hit something, you would think right. it would have some it sort of have, damage. If you hit a median, you would think the front of it would be all smashed. A two-mile radius was searched by helicopters and dogs with no sign of Logan. Police then used helicopters with heat-sensing technology to conduct aerial searches. This also turned up nothing. On May 21st, there was a 911 call from a driver um, who was driving parallel to I-5 that a black male was wandering around naked. The area was known for um, a lot of drug use, and a search with dogs uh, was conducted in this area, but also yielded nothing. A week later, someone... At Olympia Regional Airport checked in on Logan's Facebook page, and this caused the family to speculate that Logan may have tried to leave the country, perhaps to go to Saudi Arabia to find his father. However, um, it was later discovered that this check-in was from the year before. You know how, like, Facebook Mm -hmm. time brings... Yeah. 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 Police say there is no evidence of foul play in this case. They do not want to rule out the possibility that Logan had an undiagnosed mental illness. Ginny, Logan's grandmother, had said that Logan was smoking a lot of marijuana and had become very paranoid because of it. He thought people were looking into his window at night so he would lock himself in his room. She wonders if this paranoia could have led to a mental break of some sort. Police have also not ruled out the possibility of suicide. Logan was struggling with his identity. Part of him was African-American, and yet he had little contact with that side of his family. Before he went to college, he did meet with his aunt on that side of the family, and he was interested in knowing more about that. The fact that he didn't have more contact with that part of his family had been a source of tension in the family. Some accused Ginny of preventing him from having relationships with them, and he had only recently learned that his father was Saudi Arabian. He was struggling with his identity and with what he wanted to do with his life. Anyone with information in this case can contact the Thurston County Sheriff's Office at 360. Anyone with information in this case can contact the Thurston County Sheriff's Office at 360-786-5500. So this is episode 12, which means the winner of our giveaway is Linda Mallory. Um, uh, We will be in touch with you about getting you hooked up with a never found, never forgotten t-shirt. Get you your first merch, girl. Um, and also we need to do a T-O-P-3. What is it this week? This week it is our top three favorite household chores. We've done our least favorite. Now we're going to do our, our favorite. You want to go first? T-O-P-3-E-E. Top three favorite household chores number one vacuuming i will vacuum any day anywhere for as long as you would like i agree with that one vacuuming is very satisfying it is because, because you can see it you getting can see an immediate yep. thing yep um i don't remember what i said for least favorite did i say dishes because i felt like i think you said you wouldn't i think i said i used to hate them but now that i have kids 
I think dishes because you know what? After I'm done cooking dinner and eating dinner and I stand up to do the dishes, everyone flees the kitchen. And I am left with like 20 minutes by myself to wash my dishes. No one touching You know, sometimes I listen to a podcast. Sometimes I put on my jams on my speaker and I, I wash my dishes. And that's also a one where you can like see an immediate, you know, uh, change. Yeah. That's why I like it. Next one. Um, I think just like normal tidying. Um, my three. So I agree with you also on the decluttering. So um, right now my Christmas tree is up. I was feeling like pressed in on all sides. Like there was a lot in my living room. So yeah, I moved, Christmas does that to me. I moved my coffee table down into my basement for you te- did? temporarily. I did. Um, I moved a whole bunch when? of crap. Um, Friday night. Oh. Yeah. So, um, I definitely can feel the declutter and that's what I was working on before you distracted me with our, with, I did uh, not distract you coming over here to hang out with you. Um, she loves me decluttering. Definitely vacuuming. Um, bathroom. I do weird. I love a clean bathroom. Yeah. Like the rest of my house could be like falling apart. But if I have a clean bathroom, I feel like I've accomplished something. Like, what do you do to clean your bathroom? Well, like just I scrub s- your toilet. I scrub my toilet. I don't I mind s- scrubbing a toilet. Sc- my own toilet. Scrub I my won't sink. Scrub yours. I hate cleaning my sink. It stays clean for half a day until someone brushes their teeth and spits toothpaste down the yeah, side. Of my it. husband, the downstairs bathroom, he also gets beard hairs all um, over. Um. I want one of those beard catching nets for <laughs> I do Tom. Too. I almost bought Michael one for he Christmas. He does it upstairs and he's like, I cleaned up. And I'm like, no, because there's still beard 65 hairs. beard hairs everywhere. So I do the sink, then I do the mirror. Yeah, because when I floss my teeth. <laughs> Ew, oh my God. <laughs> my flosser flicks the. <laughs> right to the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> These people are going to think I'm the grossest um, human. Um, and then I mop. Girlfriend. Well, I have to mop because here's the gross, grossest person. My dog is not trained, potty trained. That's our episode for this week. Um, just a reminder, we are on Twitter, so follow us there. We also have our Facebook group, Never Found, Never Forgotten. Um, so listen on Stitcher. Yep, you can now listen on Stitcher, as well as Google Podcasts, Anchor, um, and maybe soon. Maybe soon. Apple. Apple. I'm working on it. Um, and so we will see you for Next episode thir- 13. We should do a creepy one. Dun, dun. Done. Friday the 13th disappearances. But it won't be Friday the 13th. It won't be Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be closer to Christmas. So I was thinking about doing Christmas cases. Oh, I have a great one. I've already done it. Nope. I know what it is. OMG. Okay. So that's our episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.